0: Welcome to season four.
1: Welcome to season four of this most unbelievable podcast.
0: We open season four with a confession. We don't have a plan.
1: We have no idea what's going to show up. Our podcast and every season is our place of invention.
0: It's where we go to think and learn with each other and to open dialogue with our listeners.
1: We look forward to another season of brainstorming and surrendering to what unfolds.
0: Thanks, y'all. Now on with the show. Hey,
1: Sherry, what's going on?
0: Not much, Paul. How's it going?
1: Uh, It's going pretty well. Going pretty well. Podcast pretty. Tuesday is on podcast us again.
0: Podcast Tuesday. Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, at the beginning of this podcast, I will issue a caveat. The caveat is: today is January nineteenth. When we're recording this, we are on the threshold of a uh, alleged presidential inauguration tomorrow,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: and I have class. I have two classes that meet right in the middle of it, so uh. that's going to be a little bit strange.
0: Mine are before and after.
1: Hmm. Mine is you know, during. That's s- why we don't do things on Wednesdays anymore. Right? Like, let's just... Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because Wednesdays, we're tired.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're tired. And just like, we don't overlap and stuff. On Wednesdays, podcast Tuesday. It is. So yeah, tomorrow's a, tomorrow's an inauguration.
0: Yeah. And you know, um, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, the NPR Politics Podcast, uh-huh. Um they start every episode with uh this little disclaimer and they have like listeners call in and they all have, you know, give the guidance into that disclaimer. Yeah. And that disclaimer right. is always like, things may have changed by the time you hear this. Um, and I feel like the last couple of weeks I've kind of felt that with whatever we record, like and maybe this is just always true, but yeah. whatever yeah. we record, I feel like We don't even know what world we're going to be living in when this comes out. We might be totally different people by next Tuesday, Paul.
1: Right. I mean, and, and that's happened a couple of times so far. So, I mean, the very first episode we did was literally the week before the WHO declared a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's like well, that was that probably <laughs> the
0: only episode where we did not mention COVID nineteen in some way.
1: Yeah, it probably was, and I remember. I mean, I remember back to recording that episode, and uh, it was like we were talking about how we should all meet in the quad. <laughs> like, no, stay away, like, the oh quad. Stay, away. stay away from the quad. Oh my God, stay away! It's a death trap. Stay away from the quad. And uh, we recorded the. And more recently, of course, we recorded the grounding episode on the day before mm-hmm. the riots at the Capitol, and it was like. Get a weighted blanket and get your feet on the ground. It's like a weighted blanket does not solve the problems that we encounter the day <laughs> after uh, that that event. I mean, and I so,
0: was in a weighted blanket the whole time I was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At That's least it's not a bad. way to, to start your approach. But, you know, and then last week we recorded, you know, that came out today. It's like, what do you do in a crisis? How do you handle a crisis? And so, you know, I feel like, Sherry, that that, uh, that disclaimer is, is not inappropriate. Uh, at this time
0: it's it's true but you know maybe it's maybe it's relevant all the time like right like isn't the only constant the fact that there is change Um, I was I was writing about this actually in my morning pages the other day I was writing about the fact that I am a person who hates change and can't stand stasis mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if I'm experiencing something and it seems like it's going well and like there are lots of nice elements to it, I'm not a person who will just sit back and say, "Ah, oh, isn't this great? I will say, cool, so couldn't this be better? And I poke at it until yeah, I make right. it. Right, like I don't know what it is about. Mm-hmm. Like things are always changing, and I like that, and I hate that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Welcome you, you sort sharing. of rely you you rely on it and resent it at the same time. Yeah, sometimes because um, like man, I, can, I hope things change all the time. Because as great as something seems, I do get not bored easily, but it's like ah, I like to see something different every once in a while. Um, summer the three months off in the summer that I that I have from my faculty position. Seems great until the middle of July. I start getting kind of jumpy. It's like, well, you know, maybe I'll start thinking about getting my my act together. Um, but I'm also reminded of how many times I've been in an organization or a committee, and I I think I I it's like I can't excuse myself from this. I might have done the exact same thing, where something new is proposed, a new idea, a new thought, a new uh, initiative, whatever it might be, and uh, what oftentimes is heard is at least one person who. Oh, that's not how we've done it in the past. That's not how we did it before. You know, this kind of oh, that's a that's a new thing. Oh. Um so it, it does get to this this idea that is it's changed for its own sake. Good. You know, I think the founding fathers would would say yes. Um certainly um the structure of the government in the Commonwealth of Virginia says yes we i mean in here in Virginia there is a you, you can't get reelected as a governor it's a it's a term limit on mm-hmm. it um, the year after the presidential inauguration a new governor you can't run for reelection if you're the governor of Virginia yeah um so it's 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 interesting how change can be simultaneously scary and mandated at, right at, at the same time, as the engine of progress, as a as a, a stopgap in, in case something is going wrong, at least we only have to deal with it for this much longer, versus if this is person is great or if this thing is great, then we'll have to find another great one because it's going to end in a couple of years, you know? So it's this in- interesting dynamic on the risk and reward of enforced change and then even accidental
0: Well, I mean, I don't... don't Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we have to... I think maybe this is something that's true. I'm like going to figure out how I'm going to start this sentence 17 (laughs) times. Um, I think humans, I think, maybe both understand that change is necessary and... um, also know that we have a really, really hard time with it, right? So we have to have rules for ourselves that encourage us to embrace change, right? And right. so, like, that's what's right. happening with term limits, right? Yeah. It's 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 a sort of universal understanding that, like, ooh, yeah, we've seen what happens with monarchy. That doesn't go so well. That doesn't go
1: well. Yeah.
0: Let, let us embrace change. Uh, even though it's going to be hard, even though transitioning is painful and complicated like for some reason we understand that it's necessary right
1: I th- that's the question <laughs> is it
0: <laughs> well, you know uh, because total stillness is is not natural right yeah, that, like, that, that,
1: that's true yeah that is true i mean the a phrase i used um this morning Mm-hmm. In a conversation with somebody, is that it? That that hanging on to stillness goes against the stream of the way the universe sort of works. To begin with, um, the universe is going to change, if you want it to or not. I mean, this we don't have to go into Dharma poll here or anything like that, but it it does. You know, at, at varying rates, some things change quickly, some things change more slowly, some things don't change at all, and then they changed a whole lot really quick, and then I mean. This is where my geology background is serving me well, and, and coming up with examples of all of these things. Mm-hmm. But change is the way that it is, if you like it or not, and for no other reason than time goes forward and older we all get. So, I mean, you're going to change if you like it or not. Do you want to go with that, or do you want to do you want to try to resist that as much as you can? And how many stories have we heard of Botox going horribly wrong, or you know? Uh, god the number of products that we can apply to ourselves to keep ourselves from changing from one year to the next are legendary and i'm saying this on the cusp of my 50th birthday which is in a couple of months which i've been uh, you've even, been
0: talking about that birthday <laughs> since your last birthday that's
1: come up a couple of times in the last uh, last few months it seems so, I mean, what's the difference between, you know, the day before my birthday and the day after? Well, nothing probably, but as we learned, a lot can happen in a day, mm-hmm. depending on the day. So, um, I'm not, not sure what to, to say, but how do you, how do we, how do you roll with it? Mm-hmm. You know, and last week we, we did this. How do you, how do you deal with crisis? But not every, does every, not every change has to be a crisis though.
0: Right. I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. And, and <laughs> right? not to,
1: not to, not to mischaracterize. That was the damn disaster. Yeah. That was a goddamn well, disaster. And so I'm not, I'm not saying that it wasn't. Yeah. But.
0: But I think, you know, what we're thinking about here, like this kind of change, it's not even maybe change is a weird word for it. Like we're, we're kind of talking about momentum, right? Like, I mean, what in the universe stands still?
1: I think that's your answer. Yeah. You know?
0: Right. And so, like, and who are we to think that we're the one exception? Right? Like, yeah, um, Right. I think about this a lot when I meditate. Um, because, you know, the name of the game is stillness. A little except, bit. Looks like it. Right? Except we all know it's a lie. Yeah. Nothing, is Nothing is still during a meditation. Any, any part of it. Yeah. And part of um, you know, we meditated you and I both this morning and I th- I was thinking about um how much of meditation is just about paying attention to the movement within me.
1: Yeah, that's what the stillness represents there. Um and that's where a lot of people get hung up on it a little bit and a little bit mischaracterized that, you know, I, I can't stop my thoughts. I can't, you know, I can't keep my body from feeling this kind of stuff. So I can't, I can't do it. I can't meditate because my mind is just too active and mm-hmm. um, I, I get too antsy. And the stillness is not, you know, shutting all of that off. The stillness is the same stillness that you experience when floating in a river. Um, it's, it's finding stillness so the water can carry you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what you see in that stillness is that and I, I say this many times, it's sort of a paulism at this point. Once you stop flailing, you, you realize that you could float. Yeah. And and you still go downstream. The the work, the exhaustion comes in swimming against that flow. And and that's where you get worn out. It, it's mm-hmm. like swimming against the riptide that that carries you away. You don't want to swim against it. You need to go perpendicular to it, and you can get out of that. Or, you know, if uh, a less disastrous example might be you're in a you're in a stream and you want to go downstream. You don't have to swim. You can just kind of float, and the water will carry you. And that water, the universe does what it does. It carries us through. And so the stillness of meditation is an acknowledgement and and a witnessing of that flow it's like I'm just going to be still and I'm going to see things move as they do and see things go as they do
0: yeah so where do you think this idea that like meditation is about a total clearing like I I when I tell people that I meditate all the time, people say like, oh, I can never clear my head. And I'm like, right, yeah, me right. neither. I don't understand the question. Right? Like, where does this idea, like, who's selling the idea that we can empty our brains? Yeah, I
1: think um, part of it is a is marketing. Yeah. I don't want to say problem, but a marketing concern. It's a PR a concern. issue. Yeah, a PR issue. Um, that these people these people in these images of people meditating, they always look so happy and blissful. And it's like, I appreciate that, but I've never, it. the way it looks from the inside and the way that it looks on the outside can be pretty different sometimes. Um, from the outside, it's like, ah, being still, their mind must be clear, they look like they're, it is sense having a sense of peace and they look like they're you know, don't have all this junk going on within them. oh, but I got all this kind of stuff going on. I can't focus, you know, I have a hard time clearing my head. Uh, I'm really upset about that thing that person did yesterday and all this stuff just feels like it's invading and preventing in in awareness of, of peace. Um, on the inside, it, it rarely looks as peaceful as that. And I, I have had moments of clarity on a cushion. Where it has been tranquility, where it has been, you know, clear-mindedness, where there's been, you know, this kind of universal, con- universal connection with, you know, all all things. And over the span of about a twenty-plus year of practice, if I add all those times together, when I've really felt that way, it's probably been about forty-five minutes total. <laughs> um, it, it, it it happens though, and it, it, when it happens, it often does so out of the blue. That might be, I don't know if that that estimation is correct or not. Yeah. But most of the time it's like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and be aware with what is and feel what's coming up and pay attention to it and you know, check in and, and see what's going on. And some days my mind is active, some days it's less so. Some days my body is active, sometimes it's less so. Sometimes I just get happy for no reason on the cushion, sometimes I just get sad for no reason on the cushion, and it it all just sort of does what it what it does, but again, that's witnessing that flow. Uh-huh. That we find ourselves in all the time, the body or the 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 mind's objective is not to be still. the mind's purpose is to come up with stuff yeah. creative stuff and stories and narratives about you to keep you alive and surviving and safe right. and those sometimes correspond with the truth of reality that is around us often I have noticed it does not all right it does not um. And your, your mind and the thoughts in your mind are under no obligation to convey truth to you. They'll just make up any kind of whatever they think it is that is the best, safest thing for you to to, to be thinking right now and whisper that in your ear. And my God, sometimes it works pretty well, but sometimes it's like, dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Why are you <laughs>
1: thinking that? You know, that's not a very kind thing to say to your body that you're that's hosting you that's providing you food and oxygen why what what are you doing here um so yeah it's tricky it's tricky um so the way that meditation looks on the outside is oftentimes a little bit different than the way that it feels on the inside and right when you're taking a test you know in a classroom and everybody else is banging away and writing stuff and you're like oh man i don't know the answer to question 3 clearly everybody else knows the answer to that and you don't know that's not true i mean so i mean things look different on the outside than they do on the inside in a lot of right. ways for a lot of people in a lot of contexts meditation yeah,
0: everyone is everyone else skipped question 3
1: yeah and it would be nice if all these marketing pictures of meditation weren't people blissfully levitating on sunny beaches and all that other kind of stuff because I've never done that.
0: Well, I mean, doing it wrong,
1: I don't know, but
0: I, I think that this is like, it's an interesting thing, right? Like marketing doesn't tell us the real story; it tells us the story that seems beautiful. Um, You know, my husband and I talk all the time about the fact that. you know, we have a great marriage, but no one's going to make a movie about it because yeah, right. it would be the most boring movie ever. It's a great marriage, but it would be a terrible, terrible movie, movie, right? Yeah. It would be like what would you like for dinner tonight? No, I don't <laughs> want that. I respect your decision, right? Like it's just um I mean, not to say that we don't have problems, right? Like I tell you about all my marital problems of which there are very few. Yeah. Um you know, we we hit hiccups like everybody else, but I think the reality of regular life doesn't look all that interesting from the outside. It, it right? doesn't.
1: And, you know, I think, you know, I think that my marriage is a lot like other people's marriage where more often than not, it's just this yelling, what? To each other, like, around the house. <laughs> you hear somebody's like, what? What?
0: It's like, oh, okay. So Yeah, if you get um, a smaller house, it's it solves this problem. Like, yeah. We don't have that anymore. So we've got yeah, a- yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, which is yeah. Kind, of, kind of funny. But, but yeah, and I think that's true for a lot of people, though.
0: Yeah, and I mean, one of the things, too, with that idea is like, what if you were to call to mind a person sitting on cushions or sitting on a surface who is in a state of bliss, and what you think that person's face looks like that communicates bliss, I'm not sure that that translates especially well either, because I'll tell you one thing. Like, when I'm really, like, kind of in the flow on my meditation cushions, uh, this is one of the few times in my life where I don't have to think about whether or not my face is making a pleasant face, right? right? Like, right. that's not the goal here. Uh, no one's going to tell me, smile, and if they are, I'm not listening because I'm meditating, Yeah. right? And so I think, like, the way we perceive of what should a person do to communicate bliss Meditation is like, ex- it's exempt from those expectations. Yeah, like, it is. I don't have to yeah. look any particular way when I meditate. Thank you very much. Right. Right? Like, um, but because these images are trying to sell an internal state of mind. Through they,
1: visual representation. Right? You know? They, so so
0: they, they paint what we think we want to feel.
1: Yeah. And and I get that. And part of me wants to think they should stop doing that, you know, because the the mischaracter does it. I don't know. Um, What's the alternative, though? Um, I'm not sure what the alternative is. We're a very visual species with all of our screens around us all the time. Um,
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, um, we decided we were going to make an image for our website, right, for for you, my friend, to uh, offer meditation coaching services mm-hmm. like on a mm-hmm. one-on-one basis uh and so you tasked me with making a visual of doing that and you know what I didn't do was say hey Paul can you send me a picture of you sitting on a cushion
1: yeah right
0: but we did end up using a picture right. that had you in it yeah um but we actually can't see your face no back is image. I
1: was gonna say back is turned
0: yeah you know, to-
1: I'm in my own blissful serenity in a meditative state in that picture, which people will be able to see soon enough. Um, but it it doesn't, it, it might not look like the meditation that we think of when we, when we think of it. And that, I don't know if that was my attempt at a teaser to be compelling, to try to get people to look at it when it, when it comes out. Um, but what the causes and conditions of my blissful empty states of mind are, are, are usually not those that I find on a, on a cushion in a traditional way. So, I mean, oftentimes we want to shortcut that and say, look, this is what meditation looks like. You can try it too and show people a, a picture of it. And I think what that does, um, that imagery does, it? if anything, it shows you that you don't need that much. You yeah. don't need a, you don't need gear. You can, you can get gear. Uh, you don't need tech. Uh, you can get tech, but you don't need it. Um, mm-hmm. Everything that you need is already inside of you, and you came equipped. You came equipped um, when you were born. You you were equipped to to do it, and that's oftentimes a lot of way it looks like. And many meditation teachers will talk about this when you when you're when you're on retreats. That I mean, there are these four postures of meditation that mm-hmm. are, are common. You know, sitting, standing, walking, and and laying down. But we all know that sitting is the real one. The other three are just like the other thing, but like sitting—that's like what Buddhists most yeah, commonly yeah, yeah. do. Yeah, like sitting is like the real meditation. Everything else is like this other form of meditation, um, and uh, that's that's sort of interesting because everybody is so familiarized with sitting as as the basis of the practice, and most people. Learn that. I mean, it's part of the it's part of the origin story of of the Buddha from uh-huh. from Prince Siddhartha. I'm going to sit under this tree until I figure it out, and um, he didn't stand under this tree until he figured it out. He didn't walk under this tree until he figured it out. He he sat and and so many of the statues that you have are, you know, the, the Buddha sitting down with his mm-hmm. two fingers out re- reaching down and touching the ground,
0: right. Um, well, in the sitting, and, sitting and even within our like seven thirty club meditation. Uh-huh. Right, like I think on the website we say we sit together at seven thirty. Not we stand together, we stand, or yeah. we walk together, or we lay together. Oh, Certainly not lay yeah. together. That sounds yeah. terrible, right? Um, we say we sit together.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah. And I've walked during that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's perfectly fine. Perfectly cromulent form of meditation. Um. So the alternative is to, I guess, have a conversation about what it is and what it does and how it how it plugs into this you know everything's under a state of constant change and flow and and how do you fit into it is what does it do for you uh-huh. you know and and how do we find and in in the discovery of that flow i don't want to say flow state um, in in observation and familiarity of that sense of constant flow of of things moving through you you can better see when you're grasping onto things and clinging onto things and attached to things uh, which many would argue is the the cause of suffering right is attachment and clinging to aversive states of of being and, and ideas and thoughts and and not to mention just trying to swim against the flow of things is 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 part of that is part of that clinging clinging onto a rock that prevents you from flowing down the stream is gonna wear you out right. Um,
0: well, and the, I think the other side of that is like avoidant behavior, like it's either clinging or avoidance. And I think, um, you know, one of the challenges of the cushion in some ways is that no matter what you uncover while you're on the cushion, everything belongs. Yeah. Right? yeah, right. And I think a lot of times in our regular everyday life and everyday existence, that's not how most of us live. Right. We try to avoid the painful like pretty actively, right? Um yeah. Some totally. pe- people and so um I think a lot of times when people tell me that they couldn't meditate, I think I think that there's a real sense of what one might find within themselves that the, that they don't want to be with.
1: They right? know what's in there. Yeah. They know what's in there.
0: Yeah. Um I mean, although I, I don't know because so we're coming up now, like on the anniversary, I guess, of the first time I ever sat for an hour. Yeah, myself. it's coming
1: up, coming up in a week or t- week or so.
0: Right. When did you first hit an hour?
1: Oh, uh, when did I first hit an hour? Yeah. uh probably pretty early on.
0: Well, good for you. I mean, it was for me too. Well, it's fine. It's... <laughs> I'm 12 years younger than you. Whatever, it's fine.
1: <laughs> it was probably quite a while ago. I mean, in, until more recently, an hour long. He's sitting has not been a regular part of my practice. Um, but, you know, I've I've done long sessions previous to that. But
0: you, it was last January that you decided... On to, on the reg. Yeah, to hit it. On the reg, yeah. yeah on the reg Which is other. why, for some reason, he dragged me along. Uh, and look oh. at us now.
1: <laughs> part of me just wants to say, well, misery loves company, right? But it's right? like, it's I not think... miserable. Ew, so it's like, it's part of this. Oh, I've got to do this for an hour. At least I don't want to do it alone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a year ago, I thought you had some sort of very like guru-ish reason for like oh, no. inviting me but now i think it's just like paul loves to drag me along on the <laughs> the torturous things that he does and it's more we're better for it sadism um,
1: than anything else you know?
0: but i do know that the first like i had up until that point only done like 20 minutes um but i know that a big part of what i was afraid of um was what i was gonna find in that hour
1: yeah you say only 20 minutes is not uh something to to scoff at um
0: oh i know but now 20 minutes like i tell myself all the time now like oh i can do anything for 20 minutes i mean that's fine
1: oh
0: uh, oh i have to make this phone call it's gonna take me like five minutes eh, time is do anything for you know, 20 if, if you
1: want to if you want to truly appreciate the relativity of time you know, try, you know, sit for an hour and see how that feels. Cause I mean, even you and I have ever marked on this. Sometimes that hours go by really quick and sometimes it's just an eternity. Um, I don't know. Uh, can, you medit- can you meditate for 20 minutes? Can you meditate for 10? How about 30? What about an hour? What's the difference? You know, and I've, I've had that conversation a couple of times with a couple of people. What's really the difference between a half an hour and an hour? It's like, it's yeah. the exact same thing. Just doing it for twice as long why does that mean it's twice as hard it's like well no it's twice as long but time is kind of funny on that cushion sometimes anyway so yeah who who knows what might happen and it's it's not like running really where it's like 20 miles is a lot longer than 10 and you have to work up to that so i do it a lot of times here you know when when i suggest th- times longer than 15 or 20 minutes that that is something that they would like to work up to and I appreciate everything behind that I appreciate everything that goes into that statement I really do um let's try five and then we'll sort of go from there Uh um as if we're working some sort of muscle in I, I've, I've come to appreciate that, although in me, I don't know if that the truth of that really is something that is that is notable, but I know me from 20 years ago, when I started, it's like, oh, there's no way I would have started with an hour. I would totally have to work up to that. So it's like, I, I get so much where that comes from mm-hmm. that it must be respected. And it's like, let's do five minutes and let's just start there. Because yeah. if, if you start somebody with, hey, let's sit for an hour, it's a non-starter. There's no yeah. way. There's no way. So it's like I I appreciate everything about let's start simple. And there's nothing wrong with that. So you like know, like 20 minutes. That's a perfectly legitimate awesome Great. you know. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you sit for 20 than for for 0. I mean, if if everyone on earth sat and paid attention to their thoughts, their processes, their bodies, you know, things as they were moving through them a day. I mean, the world yeah. would change overnight. Overnight.
0: Right. And For the better, I would suggest. Change again, right? Um, so I think, you know, for me, one of the reasons that I think that the hour was significant was because one of the things that I think I most needed in my life a year ago was to change my concept of time and change how I spent my time, how I navigated my time, how I thought about time yeah um and how I perceived my own entitlement to my own time right and so for me I think an hour was important because uh, when we started doing the original 730 club like we would go across the hall and so I would leave in your office uh, my watch, my smartphone yeah like every kind of, Thing in the world that would connect me, or would make me be obliged to any other human in the world.
1: All the trappings of a modern life.
0: Yes, I would leave all of those things, um, and also my coat, which I always regretted because I got cold. Got in there, chilly in that but, room. Yeah, uh, for some reason that room was always warm. Um, but I would leave all that behind, and then it felt like this honest, like statement that I was going to take one full hour for me and I was going to watch the fact that the world wasn't going to collapse if I took a whole hour Mm -hmm. and no one was going to like you know starve or you know like meet their death because I took an hour right
1: yeah does the world stop with you while you're (laughs) (laughs) right like
0: um yeah, like, and, and what would be the consequences, like, to my relationships, to blah, 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 yeah. N- nothing, right? Like, the only consequence was that I changed the amount of time I spent with myself. Yeah. That was it.
1: Yeah, that's it. And uh, that whole hour got started um, because my own mentor, um, was. I was talking with her, I guess, probably about a year ago at this point. Uh huh. Um, and she 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 asked me how my practice was going, and like, oh, you know it's going okay. A lot of weird stuff going on. There's always weird stuff going on, by the way. So that's not an excuse. Um, at least with me, it seems there's always some weird stuff going on. Um. Uh. And so it's it's a little hit and miss, you know. I'm you know I'm I'm sitting most days, a lot of days, but you know it's I'd like to bring a little more regularness to my well, how long do you set for? It's like, well, you know, 30 minutes. You know, he's using my go-to. She said, ah, I see. Try an hour. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, do an hour a day. I'm like, what? Um, So, uh, how wise, how wise she is. So, I mean, it's like, if you do something for an hour, you're going to take it seriously. Yeah. And you have to t- you have to make time for it. You have to build it in. You, you can't find an hour somewhere to do something. It, it demands a little more uh intention structure not formality uh, it kind of commands respect it does yeah it does i mean you're taking you know of a standard 16 hour waking day you know it's one sixteenth of that day it's like you're just gonna sit there and not contribute to society in any meaningful way uh how against the stream is that and it's like i am in the stream and you're Against the stream, um so that was an interesting conversation, you know, and hard to hard to believe that you know I think she was onto something with that well not hard to believe in hindsight, yeah that yeah, that might have been just the thing to kick me out of the funk that I was in and it's like into to buckle down and take my my practice not seriously but more rigorously thoughtfully, intentionally right as as part of who I am and so I was like, yeah, cool, awesome,
0: and it's is that the thing that makes um, like it makes me really think about how the kinds of uh commitment and responsibility we give to things based upon how much time they take. Yeah, like, you know, I feel like there are people yeah. who sit in, you know, dental hygienists' chairs like every day and lie about how often they floss. yeah, right like, right and flossing is a thing that takes like what 3 minutes. Yeah. Um most. but like it's kind of like a social joke how little people floss. Yeah. Um and is it is is part of the reason we can blow it off so easily also a factor of the fact that it doesn't take very long that like, we don't we don't honor it and give it space within our routine because it's so forgettable within the landscape of 24 hours
1: that can be you know certainly might be i mean it's like flossing it's like yeah (laughs) um (laughs) it's like i have floss i think i use it every once in a while but we we don't buy it often um oh i buy it all
0: the time i'm a little bit of an aggressive flosser (laughs) so yeah
1: um uh yeah it's, it's, I, I just brushed my teeth and now I have to do something else as well. why wasn't brushing my teeth enough. Why isn't my toothbrush good enough that I even have to do this other thing too? But I, I've said this before, I don't know how kind it sounds, you know, and so I, I'm, I'm trying to work on phrasing of it a little bit. Um, but your actions absolutely do reflect what you find important.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, if you want to find out what's important to people, pay no attention to the words that come out of their mouth watch what they do huh. um and whatever you think whatever you actually do is the most important thing for you to to do right then i mean uh. you, you are always doing the things that are is the most important to you um However that however that means, and that, and I'm and I'm not saying that's in like being a better person or forward progress in your life or whatever it might be, whatever the thing is that is most important to you at that time is the thing that you will do, and there's some circularity to that because I know that it's important to you because you're doing it, and if you're and you're doing it because it is the thing that's most important to you, however positive or negative the motivation or impetus for that might actually be. And so you know, through through time, through my own practice, through my own um, conversations with people, as as a mentor, as a mentee, as you know, a teacher, as a student, however that relationship might be. I mean, I mean, people need to be heard, and people need to be listened to, and active listening, and. Compassionate, nonviolent communication. You and I've talked about this is hugely important. Uh-huh. And if there's a skill out there that people could spend some time learning, you know, I might offer that as something for them to consider. But ultimately, things also come down to what they what they do and what the, the things that you value in your life are the things that you really will do really. And if you don't like what your actions are. Um, reflectively, or you don't, you don't, you're not acting in a way that's kind to you. You're not, you don't feel like your actions are really reflecting what it is you really want to do. That is an opportunity for you to bring a little bit of mindfulness and some thought into what it is that you're looking for, that that action is, is speaking to that elevates it to such the surface that it is actually comes out of you as an action. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't a words are cheap conversation because I think words are, as we know, uh, unbelievably important. Words do matter. I agree with that 100%. And, Dr. Spiegel, I think you might as well. Not to speak yeah. for you, but I think I, I think we might be in a little bit of agreement on that. Well, um, you might have
0: noticed that I'm literally a rhetorician. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's some signs that I value language. Words are
1: extremely important. Uh, and, and so are actions.
0: Right. Well, yeah. <sighs> So I'm listening to you say these things, right? And I'm wrestling a little bit with it, right? Because, yes, I agree, like, how we spend our time matters. But I think your position on that might be a function of your own values.
1: Of course. Of course.
0: Right? And so, and I think that this is partially because... Um, and I don't know, we can deconstruct this a little bit, but like, I know I have spent a lot of time in my life doing not what I value, but what I believe I should do. Correct. Right. Correct. And yeah. so I know that that reveals a certain something about what I value everyone else and not myself.
1: Yeah. Or something.
0: Right. Or
1: this notion of fitting in or... Um, the appearance of abiding in the structure of our social norms or, or kind of whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. Um, so I think how we t- spend time is important. Um, but I don't want to, ca- like, uh, but I think how we talk about our time, how we talk about ourselves, how we talk about our values, I don't think it's a choose one or the other.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, you know, and, and, you know, when I, when I started this, I was like, I'm not sure if this is a kind way to say this, you know, it's like, I, I'm not sure I'm not married to my thought on this, you know, and, and, um, or, or I'm not, I'm not married to the way that it comes out when I say, well, you know, talk is cheap and your actions always betray you. And it's like, I don't know if that's true either. Um, there's something yeah. there that I'm still wrestling with though.
0: I was just thinking about this green Day lyric that says talk is cheap and lies are expensive and so I love the duality of that statement yeah right um I think it it points to just how comp complicated like all of these kinds of things are like like time is important you know you and I have talked about the fact that you know one of the things that's really unique about time is that it is a limited resource yeah yeah totally right and I think yeah. our words aren't limited in the same way um so it's kind of interesting but um yeah I don't know um now I'm getting like lost in my own head about like <laughs> time and value and language I can
1: see that so it must be important right that um, you're behaving yeah. in that way um, right? um.
0: You know, the other day, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she's reading a book about uh, overthinking, uh, which Mm. is clearly never a problem I've had. (laughs) She lied. Um, And within that book, like, and I don't know the name of the book, I should ask her, but I guess the author talks about how you know to help yourself not overthink things you should identify your values and so my friend was saying like oh yeah so i read that and i think oh that's really simple yeah i'll just evaluate my values and then she's like crap i don't know what my values are yeah and it's super fascinating because uh another mutual friend of ours and and i can both like rattle off her values like no problem but then as i'm talking to her about it i'm like do I have any values? Like what do I actually actively value? Right. Um, right. And then how do I determine, right? Like, and I know, I know what lens she would use to articulate what I value. Right. I know what lens you would use my friend to articulate what I value. Right. And so you're going to be like, okay, well how does Sherry spend her time? How does she spend her day? Yeah. Communicates this.
1: How does she spend her day?
0: Right, exactly. And then, um, you know, my friend, she really values consistency. So she's mm-hmm. going to look at, like, what kinds of things do I do consistently? Um, and that's going to be a, a lens for value. Yeah. But I don't know what I use.
1: Well, we're always the last to know, like you said, right? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so if you figure it out, we're send me a message. We're
1: always the memo. last to know. Um, yeah, I don't know how to get at that. Maybe I don't know, maybe I do. Um one way that I can consider, one way that I could think is um what uh Tara Brock and, and others in the meditation and mindfulness community offer, which is, you know, this this idea or this notion of your future best self or your future uh-huh. self, you know, and what would they say, what would they want you to know, what would they offer you what guidance would they give this future self who has weathered whatever storm it is you're weathering? Yeah. You know, what are the values of not you as you are, but what are the values of your future self who you aspire to be? And that that makes it a little bit easier because it is so much easier To I think articulate the values of someone else than it is about yourself or Mm -hmm. ourselves and future you is not you because they're different than you because you fixed all the shit that you don't like about yourself right that is contrary to you know if 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 you were that same future person then they wouldn't need to give you advice you know on how to not do dumb shit so right um, what are the values of your future self and when what do they do. And the trick is not, I think, to, okay, just do that stuff. Because, you know, that just, it 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 sidesteps the, what what it takes to, to get there. Mm-hmm. It sidesteps what it takes to get there. I mean, it's it's why diets don't
0: work. Right, you right, know, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's not it's... that,
1: you know, my future self is, is 20 pounds lighter, so I'm just not going to eat anything until he's 20 pounds. You know, it's not it. It's like my future self is 20 pounds lighter because I, you know, I found something that was missing in who I am that I was looking for and food was giving me comfort or, or whatever it might be. And I addressed that shit. And so I no longer found comfort in food or booze or drugs or sex or whatever it might be that were, you know, particularly indulgent in as a way to, as a means to get temporary respite from the dark night of our own souls when we find ourselves in those dark nights. Um, when, and to say well my future self is more patient so I'm just going to be forced patience upon myself it's like no actually the way to get that might be meta um, work on work on some things in your practice that unlocks that for you as an emergent trait of who you might become if you embrace a little bit of um, self discovery
0: yeah so I have a question
1: did any of that make sense? Or yes okay, yes yes yes, like...
0: yes but now I have a question okay cool Yes. No, all of that tracks. Why? Am I making a face? Um, I'm not making a face. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I have a question. So, for you, values and time are very interrelated, right? So, do you know what you value because of how you spend your time Or do you actively choose how you spend your time based upon your values?
1: Um, I I find myself more often than not an observer of my behaviors that inform me of my values, I think.
0: Hmm. So it's like, oh, I keep doing this. I must value that. Yeah, I must
1: value that. Yeah, um, I, I really, really, really get physically uncomfortable when I am... This was more a thing back in the day, it's not really now. Um, when I am late for stuff.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm strangely for some reason big on punctuality sometimes, unless now I'm not. I am yeah, no, she face, is making a but... face. Yeah. With everything except for it. <laughs> um we might have had an issue with tardiness earlier on in some of our conversations. Um, but yeah, but it's like with it, I always find it really irritating when other people are late for stuff. You know, I always, you know, if I'm going to be late for something, it's like, oh, my God, we got to leave at 45 minutes late or earlier for that thing that's 10 minutes away. You know, it, it makes me f- like physically nervous when I feel like I'm going to be late for, late for something.
0: This is just so fascinating. Yeah, kind of. Eric and I used to have this concept called Paul time, <laughs> which we would use to describe when I was waiting for Paul. And so, I would not- say... Oh yeah, he's coming. I'm sure, but he's operating on quote pull time.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what was going on with that because that was weird because that ran counter to, to to this prevailing thing. It's like it, it's 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 curious. Uh, well, it might
0: be a story we tell ourselves. Like you do value. Uh, so I have a working theory of Paul. <laughs> That's very complicated, despite the fact that he's a simple, simple man. Simple, simple man. Um. But I think I think what happened uh, within that was sort of a, a bashing of two of your values, which is that when you are present with something, I think you try to stay completely present within that thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think you do value being punctual. But I think as a result of your presence you often lose track of time.
1: Uh, I, that might be true. Mm-hmm. That might be true. Yeah. Because um, I, th- I think, I mean if you have to rank these things, oh my god, we're, we've already started ranking our values, you know, and what takes presence Your over values. which, but I think, I yeah, our any. values, right? it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a couple. Um, yeah, presence presence with the person in front of me is is, is pretty high on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've been on the other side of that. While well, the person in front of me has either been extremely present or has not, and they're just like spacing off. And it's like you can tell the difference. I could tell the difference, and it's like it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um. To to be in a in a in a situation where the person who you're with is not is not present uh, with that, and those can find ways of hitting up against each other mm-hmm. because time is a limited resource and we typically can only do one thing at it time so it
0: Yep.
1: so i mean but that that gets back to my values it's like i value punctuality i value presence but i value presence a little bit more than i value punctuality
0: <laughs> you know so
1: two down right what else do we got in here right. um, well
0: and that's why they're they values right yeah like they're, right Right. You can't prioritize everything.
1: The only way to find out which the ranking is to put them up against each other and see which one wins in the cage match, which is right. not something that I would recommend intentionally doing. But it's something that is uh, something that can be observed and seen and paid attention to. Nonetheless, during the course of your day, I mean, you accidentally might find yourself in a situation where you can find out. And yeah. that doesn't mean you're good. Doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean there's something to fix. It, it, they sort of are what they are, and, but they are who you are.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, I guess thinking about it in terms of like, through the lens of change, I think as you and I started to understand those two values and how they crash against each other, um, like, I think now we have something that's more, that's a more common occurrence in our discussions where we articulate our, like, I have a thing I have to do after this conversation. Yeah. Um, And I think because I can also talk forever and I think you can talk forever. And so we could like literally take up years just talking. We should have a podcast.
1: We should have a podcast.
0: Yeah, we should totally have a podcast. Uh, Yeah. Um, But I think now like a third value has become direct statements. Yeah. Right? Uh, So it's like time is limited. We value being on time. We value being present. And yet, I must make a direct statement <laughs> about my time limits. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And that is, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right.
0: I'm usually right, Paul. What are you yeah. talking about? Um,
1: because I, one, one of my other one thing that that people have said, I'm you not know, about right. me about me right. And in in retrospect, is that I I will always start on time, but I, I do tend to run long sometimes, and so it's like yeah. I do get caught up in the person in front of me, I think. Um, and being present for them and what they need and how it's going and, and all of that. And the, the clock just sort of vanishes into the ether. Yeah. So I appreciate getting in on time. I don't appreciate getting out on time. But it, it, I mean, it, and I don't know what to do about that. I mean, or, or if anything really does need to be done about that, other than be respectful of, people, of other people's time as well. Yeah. It's not always about me. And my values can hit up against each other and they can also hit up against other people's values
0: yeah i mean i really think this is one of the reasons why for me i think direct statements are definitely a value i have like huh mm. maybe i do have a value one or two ooh, ooh. um the cat's and out of the most, bag like most of the people that i actually talk to on the phone um i will start the conversation by telling them what time i need to hang up mm. and that's not necessarily to be rude to them. Um, It's because I know I am, I really struggle with transitions um, and I really struggle with um, goodbyes basically. Like Mm. it's, it's really tricky for me. Um, And so if I tell someone else like what time I need to wrap things up, I can keep using that as a waypoint throughout the conversation. Um, And it helps me both prepare myself for transition Mm. uh, into the next thing in my day. Um, But it also kind of cues whoever I'm talking to to, like, help me with that, right? Like, okay, (laughs) we're going to remember that you have to log off at this time, and we're going to take care of that together.
1: We'll take care of that together, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Um, Yeah, so... We have an inauguration tomorrow.
0: Uh, speaking we'll of transitions, how,
1: yeah, we'll see how that goes. Right, because <laughs> <laughs> there is all of this, though. I mean, this is this, you know, transition change. How do you be with that? Um, who are we? What do we value? And all this does sort of mesh up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, a little bit into into how we approach um, what the next thing is. Because it's all what it's about. It's like, what's next? Uh You know, because we can can think about what's going to happen next week and we can think about what's going to happen in in a month from now. But ultimately, it's like, what is the next thing that's going to happen? What are my values? What am I holding on to that's in this present moment that I don't want to let go of? What am I trying to repel in this current Mm -hmm. moment that may or may not be present in the next thing? And how likely am I to be able to predict what the next thing is going to be, anyway? Because Sherry, on January fifth, when we were talking about grounding, we did not anticipate the activities of January sixth. Capitol Police should have. Uh, we did not, mm-hmm. in our blissful, blissful ignorance of of high level information. But also, it's um, not our job. Also, it's not our job. Our job is to record a podcast, right, and do other stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, It's who do we I mean we come back to this over and over like who who do we bring of ourselves to to these moments where there is change and what do we what have we learned about ourselves in the on the way
0: mm-hmm.
1: and is that who we want to be and are we doing it in a way that we can we can live with mm-hmm. that we can that we can sort of live with and I know that my meditation practice uh has if nothing else has shown me that if nothing else it's like you can be with yourself for an hour and live through it and mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's going to be easy and sometimes it's going to be more challenging but it it was probably going to do that anyway
0: yeah um well that's the thing is that we can't actually get away from ourselves Anyway. No, no. Um and the process of trying is actually exhausting. It is. Um, it is. yeah, I was reading a little bit from uh The Body Keep Score earlier yeah. today. Yeah. And that's kind of the section I was reading through um was kinda about like um how we kind of try to keep secrets from ourselves about the pain that we hold. Yeah. Um, and because of how bodies work we're not fooling ourselves like no. it's still in there still in it's there. still communicating um and so the difference is that if we don't acknowledge it and if we don't like own what's there we're just at war with ourselves and that means we're tired all the time because yeah. waging a war is exhausting yeah it is it um is. and i think that that's one of the things that i've found from my meditation practice is that The truth of all the pieces of who I am are going to be there whether or not I meet them on the cushion. Mm -hmm. Um, But the more time I spend on the cushion, the more I'm able to accept that um, it all fits. Yeah, everything everything belongs. belongs, Yeah, everything belongs. Like the good, the bad, whatever. Um, And there's actually nothing wrong with me. No. (laughs) That was news. It's
1: like, yeah, and... I don't know if this is an appropriate story right at this at the time oh, of the well, conversation but it's them. but it, like in star wars return of the jedi you know
0: <laughs> always appropriate
1: or wasn't empire strikes back it was one of the other the star wars folks were gonna give me give me crap for not remembering you know luke your final test go into the cave well what's in the cave luke whatever you take with you <laughs> you know what's on the cushion whatever you take with you You know, you are, whatever it is, it's in there. You're taking what's in there. To avoid the cushion is to avoid yourself. I don't know. I mean, I could come up with, you know, some fortune cookie stuff, you know, at this point about this. But it really is true, though. I mean, when I, you know, when I, when an unpleasant thought of, ah, boy, I really shouldn't have done that. There was really a jerky thing that I did 30 years ago, you know, um, that suddenly pops into my head. You know, it it sounds like a thought, but oftentimes I realize that it's not. It's tied to a feeling in my body somewhere. And we've talked about Mm -hmm. this on on a number of occasions, too. The body does keep the score, I think. And that stuff is in there. And it may be reconciled sooner or later. And part of me is just a a relinquishment or giving up of, well, either, you know, we're going to meet sometime, so might as well do it intentionally rather than it being an accident sometime. Yep. It's like, well, let's, well, if we're going to do it, it's like going to the dentist. We're going well, to, we'll do it. Might as well do it.
0: Yep. So a little some, flossing some, some in show between. Show me what you got. Hurt.
1: Yeah. A little floss. Maybe yeah. that's what meditation is. Maybe meditation is a little bit of a flossing.
0: A little bit of flossing. In yeah. You I know. mean, it is, it is revealing. I mean, at this point, I think, um, it's funny. I'm like, uh, I'm like, Rubbing at my left eyebrow, which I think you pointed to tell, out to me to the, the other day, is yeah. a thing I do during certain kinds of thinking. Um, but there is like, yeah, I mean, like even I know that my right eye will start tr- switch like twitching. Yeah. When I am face to face with certain kinds of stress, mm-hmm. uh, the light, the left side of my clavicle, like that flares up other on um, when other stuff is happening right, like right, my right. pelvis like like at this point like when i'm getting certain pain i can identify like well, yeah well but what else is going on sherry yeah right right yeah it's fascinating
1: not only does the body keep the score it's oftentimes the first to speak up right? yeah when, when something's going on and,
0: and she's loud
1: pay attention and that can inform you you know but i have not heard of your left clavicle acting up in a while so
0: don't know. that is true yeah it's like it's been yeah. a little
1: bit a little bit a little bit a little bit since that came up so
0: yep hmm. it's almost yeah. like things are changing and well, i'm likewise, dealing with some issues yeah
1: it's like the other day it's like man my blood pressure's super low am i gonna be okay and it's like maybe it's not that low maybe you're
0: <laughs> i think this is normal sherry yeah it's, yeah, I mean, that was the weirdest mine. thing, right? Like, I've always had kind of elevated blood pressure and my pulse in particular. Yeah, like, usually funny. when I go to any kind of doctor, they're like, are you okay? Your pulse should not be like this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so the other day, like, I had super low blood pressure and, like, you know, a pulse in the 60s. And I was like, oh, my goodness, maybe I'm dying. Yeah. Right, and it's like no, well, it's no. it's been a good life. You know? Actually, you're not in fight or flight mode. I know this is yeah. new for you.
1: You well, you've had a good run, Sherry. You're right, it's been a good yeah. life. If this is it is go interesting,
0: um, observing what my body uh, feels like without anxiety for the first time in uh, 21 years. Yeah, it's fascinating. Apparently, I don't actually have to vibrate. Like as a human, yeah. like, yeah, um, that's cool. It's just.
1: Well, I had some leftovers this weekend. I was telling you about, right? Where it's yeah. like I had this. It's like, oh man, this angst. I don't know what you would call it. This angst or this impatience is what I was calling it earlier. Or yeah. This, I don't even. Existential know what it dread. Yeah, existential dread, and it's like, oh man, I really needed to go home and do that thing and that thing I needed to go home and do was something that it was not actually my responsibilities to do anymore because I gave that thing up about a month ago so it's like my I've moved on in my profession from this thing that was this big thing it was like my body still is like freaking out on the weekend wanting me to make sure that I do that thing that is not a thing that I have to do anymore so it's like come on body keep up.
0: Yeah that's I'm having to like I have this kind of mantra that I keep presenting myself with which is Literally, no one is expecting anything from you right now.
1: Yeah, right. And that's where I was. It, it's like nobody's waiting for me to do something. Yeah, no. Why do I. Why am I. It's like nobody's waiting for me to do anything. Why am I, you know? And then you get frustrated at your body. And so you start to rebel and you start at this tension. And it's like, oh, that's all just dumb. I'm just going to chill out and sit in my cushion yeah. for a little bit. What
0: if I tried not freaking out about this?
1: Yeah, going it take some deep breaths and.
0: Yeah. It's hard though like when when stress is the habit.
1: Yeah. You miss it when it's gone.
0: Mhm.
1: And you Cuz yeah. we're
0: good at what we practice. Mhm. Yeah.
1: And you know, what I was doing I was doing for 10 years, that thing that I had to go home and do. So I mean, it's like yeah. maybe a, maybe some maybe an echo in the canyon a little bit every once in a while might not be so unexpected.
0: Right. Well, and it's kind of like over. I think it was over the winter break that I texted you, and I was like, "So, I yeah, think I might be I bored. Bored. Have you heard of boredom? I didn't think it was something like I could do, but I think I'm doing it.
1: Pay attention, explore yeah. boredom. You know,
0: boredom. Cool. Yeah,
1: interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hm. Cool.
0: Ah. <sighs> <sighs> Oh, what change can bring in us.
1: Yeah, what change can bring. And uh, there was this other uh, interview that I was watching a couple of days ago that somehow I'm feeling like plays into this just a little bit. Um, okay. It was a CEO of, the former CEO, I believe, of um, of IBM mm-hmm. was doing an interview. And she said, she somebody was interviewing on her leadership skills and her practice and You know, all this stuff, you know, mentorship abilities. And she made this flippant comment that's been sitting with me ever since. uh, ever, Ever since. And it's like, she said, well, you can't be who you can't see. You know, and everything about that just plugged into this. Who am I now? Who is that better, best future self? What advice do they have to offer? And can you see who that is? Mm. and it's like you can you can only see who you envision your your future self to be and discovering how to work towards that
0: that's so interesting yeah
1: it's like it's like wow and it's like she just like threw it out there like it was recycling and i was like well you can't be who you can't see and but on to the next thing and was like whoa let's park let's put a pin in that for a second and let's Let's stay uh, there for hours let's hang out there for a little bit and, and unpack that a little you can't be who you can't see and that's and it's like wow I need to like tweak that or something.
0: that's really interesting. It's um so I had our friend make me a mala uh I don't know, I guess maybe around March or April, maybe uh-huh. May last year. And um she had made me a mala before that, like around this time I think last year. And when I requested like I had very specific requirements for the mala, I'm looking at it. It's off screen right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um And I knew exactly what I wanted it to be and where that mala, like the image for it came from, um, sort of developed in part when I was reading Radical Compassion, Uh where, you know, Tara talks about imagining that like future self, right? right? And like, I remember kind of, I don't know if I even consciously did it, but that's what it came from that visualization yeah and so when i first got the mala i couldn't wear it because i didn't feel like i had become the person that it belonged to yeah and i remember Mm. like hitting a point sometime over the summer where all of a sudden it felt like my mala Mm. and so it was kind of yeah
1: and you don't necessarily know fully where that's going to take you but you might recognize that you're on the path right anyway where your future self is not saying what the hell are you doing with my mala right where did <laughs> you get that why are you wearing that yeah, like, yeah. Well, at least you're on the path and, uh, yeah
0: but now talk. that I've gotten to that point there the mala that I had made before that I love it and it feels like this um, this real testament to who I was yeah which right. is really interesting.
1: And part of that is realizing that that's what that mala is. Even though you didn't feel like you could wear it, it was it was a, a signpost. hmm You know, if something's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And so now, uh, most recently, I've gotten, like, this itch for to have her make me a new one. She'll and I don't know why.
1: <laughs> she always knows the right thing. But we can
0: uh, see where we're going. And I know yeah, what beads it's going to right need. Thing. So...
1: Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, Sherry.
0: Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. Do we have anything? Go ahead. Sorry. It's always interesting (laughs) when we don't have a plan for a podcast to be like, huh, that was interesting. Yeah, well,
1: a plan came upon us because we started this right before we started the recording. You were saying it's like, well, we have absolutely no idea what's going to happen tomorrow at the inauguration. (laughs) So who knows what we're going to talk about today? Because it's like... Either what we're going to come up with if we plan something is going to be extraordinarily applicable or completely tone deaf uh, to, to what tomorrow will bring. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. So basically the only thing we could do is just come into this as we are today. Yeah, yeah show up as we January are. January 19th. Like, oh,
1: something's going to happen tomorrow. We'll see. Um, yeah. Then we'll see where we go from there. Do we have anything cooking? We've got a thing or two coming up.
0: We do have a thing or two coming up. Uh, Let's see. We have... I don't know the math of how many days it'll be, but by the time this comes out next week, we will be heading into the final days of registration for our Brahma vihara workshop.
1: The divine abodes, compassion, yeah. loving kindness, equanimity, and joy.
0: Indeed. How are you Six. feeling about that workshop? I'm feeling
1: good. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So um, it's a six-week workshop. Um, we'll meet uh, live on Zoom on what is it Monday, Monday. evenings yep. Monday evenings late afternoon early evenings
0: five thirty EST.
1: There's the workbook that we're working on, which accompanies, which is fantastic. There's guided instructions, some guided meditations, all kinds of cool stuff in that. So first week is uh, introduction to a vipassana practice, and then each week after that we knock out another uh, another abode, starting with um, metta, And going on from, from there. So there's still time and space and energy for folks to sign up for that, um, for a modest fee. So you can Mm -hmm. head over to the website and check that out. And we'd love to, we'd love to see you there if you're interested. Yeah. Um, if you're going to do this kind of stuff, why not do it with a community?
0: With a group. Yeah. Yeah, And And I think, um, now that we're kind of like knee deep, ankle deep, I don't know, some element deep in creating the materials for this, um, now I'm starting to get really excited about it. Um, and so I feel like all we need now is uh, to solidify the group of humans that we're going to get to share it with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited about it. Uh, the workbook is coming along great. There's good materials. It is. There's guided meditation. There's there's everything. All kinds of it's gonna stuff. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah. And the, that workbook looks amazing. So I'm well, um, really looking forward to it. It's going to be super. Yeah. And that cool. starts on the 31st. So... January 31st. Uh, this is the first meeting, so we'd love to see folks then. Uh, cool. that is the launch date right of, is January 31st so we'll see. That's right. We'll see folks then and we'd love to love to have you in there if you if you think it's something that you might dig.
0: Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then we'll figure out what comes after that. I got a few after things that. Cooking.
1: Got a few things cooking.
0: indeed. always But
1: you can always catch us on the podcast and we'll let you know.
0: Indeed. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. Thanks, Paul.
1: I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com.
0: and Sherry have a a podcast
1: yes yes
0: yes